welcome to the CNJ show. Did you see it coming? <laughs> I saw something coming. I don't know if I was. Is... <laughs> Marketing fucking geniuses, I'm telling you. Hey, everybody, welcome to the CNJ show. Sorry we're a bit late. It's all my fault, but that's okay. Yeah, we're fine. We're only a couple. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, it's hard yeah. sometimes to do a show immediately after the, the, the pay-per-view. True. True, so. true, true. But this may be uh, one of two shows we do today, but we'll see. <laughs> anyway. So. And, well, real quick, too, a shout out to our listeners, because I, not the last episode, but I actually forgot to post the episode before on our Facebook, but it's. Has still got a good amount of, of views, so really, shout, yeah, shout out to the to the to the our listeners. And actually, um, I mean, I posted um, the takeover one yesterday, and it's already got a pretty good amount of views. So, so you know, shout out to listeners, especially takeover, which was long. Yeah. Wow. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Keep it up. Come and I promise ahead. you, this episode will not be as long as takeover. So. Oh no no no. <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> Although there is a lot to talk about, so well, let's start off with the uh, the kickoff show. We had uh, MVP and Paulo Cruz that got moved to the kickoff show um, earlier in the day. Um, I'll start this one. This, this, you know, so they were hyping up the the herd business here. You know, I know it has it wasn't mentioned as the new nation of domination, but it, you you get that vibe. You got that vibe, and now you know. Okay, so the match was Apollo with Apollo and MVP. MVP comes out to new music. It's definitely not as good as his, his old music. Uh, new shirts, the her business shirts. Um, this match, like I agree with you on this. We talked about this earlier yesterday. The match is okay. It wasn't horrible. MVP looked like he, I don't know what happened in the span of days, but he looked like he slowed down a lot in this match for some reason. Um, and, and Apollo gets to win. I, I just, I don't know, man. I, it wasn't what I was expecting. Um, if it leads to Lashley winning the title next week and payback, then I get it. But with that being said, if that's the case, I would have rather kept this match off the show and put Hardy and Styles on in, in some way, shape, or form. Maybe move the tag team titles to the to the kickoff show instead. I just I don't know, man. Like I and I, and I told you just you know yesterday. I, I I feel like the hurt business is is kind of becoming you know a joke. Like it's not really a group that like for example take you take AEW and I know sorry guys for bringing up AEW you know so early into the into the podcast, but. You know, look how they made the Dark Order, like just this impressive, vicious group. And they don't even have the AEW championship. There's ways to do things to where you make your your faction formidable and not necessarily have the title. And, uh, you know, that's been a, the concern with now. Well, the, now, it's, now it's a concern with Retribution as how they're going to make that group formidable. But you have a group in the her, her business that you could make a legit threat. And, and instead, you've kind of just made them into just, you know, the core, you know, <laughs> it sounds bad. But um, 
if you remember the core. <laughs> um, yeah, man. I, what do you think? Well, okay. For starters, I'm going to go back to talking smack for a minute. I'm not going to go over the whole show. It was only a 20-minute show. It was what it was. Okay. I know you and I had a little conversation about Miz and, and Big E, uh, you know, earlier in the day, what happened in there. And I think that was good. And if you haven't seen it, I suggest you see it. But uh, at the very end of the show, they brought Jeff Hardy on. And it like it literally was for less than five minutes. It was so stupid. It made no sense. All they really did was Miz hype him up, say, you know what? If you don't defend that Intercontinental title at SummerSlam, I think that's a spit in the face of me and every other former Intercontinental champion. And Jeff Hardy said, I agree. But that's really all he said. And it's like, okay, I'm with you. The, the, the whole point of them putting a mid-card title or, or choosing to have to put one or the other on a pay-per-view is storyline-based versus match quality-based. Now, that being said, this is on the kickoff show? <laughs> I, I'll, tell, I'll tell you about how I feel about the Hurt Business in a minute, but when was the last time and yeah, I know like maybe like a little bit here and there build up on like 205 Live or whatever for Cruiserweight title matches. But when was the last time they spent a significant amount of time on either a Raw or a SmackDown building up a feuds? Like we're talking multiple segments in, you know, on the show with these particular people, multiple shows for that to just be on the kickoff show. Has it ever happened? I'm sure it has, but I'm happy you bring that up because if you really want to think about it, this is outside of um, the Seth and Dominic feud. This is their second biggest feud on Raw. Yep. And yeah, it was. And real quick, and then you can continue. Here's the issue I have with the Intercontinental title in general. And I've been saying this for a while. For example, We'll talk about it later. I'm sure people have watched SummerSlam, so this is no shock. The Universal title closed the show. Mm-hmm. If I'm sitting there and I'm ranking titles, the Intercontinental title is the second most important title to me personally in the company. Mm-hmm. I would put the Universal title fourth. I actually put the NXT title ahead of the fucking Universal title. That's That title is... It, it's nothing to me. It's... The name of your company is World Wrestling Entertainment, World Wrestling Federation, or before. The title is the WWE Championship, not the Universal title. That sh- that belt should never headline any pay-per-view ever. Plain and simple. And it is what it is. And the issue with this United States title is, which fine, the United States title has some some prominence. Then why do you have it on a guy, no offense, Apollo, that, and I've said this before, we should have a superstar show with House, Lucha House Party and, you know, uh, Humberto Carrillo and Apollo Cruz. He does not belong in a spotlight. No offense. He's boring. The fans think he's boring. He's decent in the ring. He's this time, this era's Shelton Benjamin 
without the personality and Shelton Benjamin didn't have a lot of personality. Think about that. Nope. Think about that. I think Benjamin's a better worker than he is. is. He is. So. And that goes back to Benjamin's um, wrestling background. He is. But anyway, you can continue. But yeah. So so initially, right off the bat, I'm hating this fucking show, right? <laughs> Naturally. Uh, I, and I didn't watch it live, obviously. I had other stuff going on. But I had, I had text see here, and I, you know, I said, any matches on the kickoff show? Because they didn't announce any yet. And he's like, yeah, Apollo and, and MVP about to start. And I'm like, what? <laughs> of all the fucking matches that they had to if they decided to want to move to a kickoff show or announce it was on a kickoff show you had an over three hour pay-per-view and you only had seven matches on the pay-per-view and a lot of them were were pretty short too but i'll, I'll get to that in a minute there's yeah they're, they're only i think there's two to hit 20 minutes and then i think the yeah. rest are yeah yeah and uh you know, it's just like so many other things you could have done better. You, you put a match on the kickoff show to hype up the, the pay-per-view. You don't put a match that you've established on your your show that it's an important match on a kickoff show. You just don't do it. It's so stupid. I mean, I, I literally would have much rather them not had this match at all on the card than have it on the, the kickoff show. And if you had to choose between one mid-card title to put on this card, even if it was on the kickoff show, I still would have put the Intercontinental title over this, especially seeing what they did with it. It was so asinine. You know, uh, it's just ridiculous. Then, (laughs) get all that out of the way. Then we start the match. Fucking Apollo comes out first. You guys know, (laughs) other than me bitching about, you know, Mauro Ronaldo, my other biggest peeve about the company is that they have the champions come out first sometimes. And whenever that happens, I fucking hate it. Now, you know, MVP has the new music, the new entrance, the new look, the new shirts. I get it. It's something new. That's why they wanted to feature it last. However, if it's a title match and the person that has the new look, a new feel, a new shirt, the new everything isn't the champion, they still should not go out last. I'm sorry. A champion, for a reason, he earns the right to be, you know, not just introduced last, which they still did, but whatever. But a champion has the right to come out last. He has earned their right to do that. Yes, I know it is a, you know, scripted, you know, entertainment form, but I'm just say, speaking from a, how I was, you know, became a fan of this business, saw what they did as a business, recognized it early on. I mean, you talk about WrestleMania five being the first time I remember a champion coming out first in this company, but back then it didn't happen on the regular basis. And they even acknowledged it, why it was happening that Savage wanted to come out first. They don't do that anymore at all it's just like desensitize the order of who comes out first they just don't care they just throw them out there and it's fucking irritating but anyway yeah i don't like the mvp music um the look was okay no facial hair whatever the new shirts are cool whatever um i didn't like 
the match was okay. It wasn't great, but it was short. Apollo wins. There's no, you know, other turn. There's no Cedric. There's no uh, Ricochet. There's no Mustafa. There's nothing. You know, there's like Lashley and Shelton come out with them. Then they go to the back. And then afterwards they come out to try to beat down Apollo and Apollo leaves. And it's just like, it's a fucking point. What's the fucking point of wasting all that time building this up just to do that? Granted, okay, maybe the storyline's not over. Tune into Raw. We got payback in a week. I understand that. But at the same time, you took three fucking weeks to build this shit up, right? Three fucking weeks to build this up to your second biggest pay-per-view of the year. But by First of all, by having a pay-per-view a week after it diminishes it. Second of all, I get it's an experiment, but it's a stupid fucking experiment. And third of all, you build it up for that show, you fucking pull the trigger on that show. You give us the payoff on that show. You start next week anew. You start next night anew. Give us something else. Give us a continuation of what happened because of that blow off. You know, case in point, like we were saying, you know, uh, Ricochet or, or Ali, you know, doing the turns, so even the subject some people had, do it. Then what happens next night on Raw? Set it up for a match for the following week for payback. It's that simple. It's booking 101. And it's almost like they're trying to over-fucking-think themselves by doing stupid shit that doesn't make sense. And I just... I'm sorry. Rant over. I, I'm, I'm just fucking irritated just to start off the bat. Well, uh, another thing, too, is I want to throw out and then we can move on is... um. They waste so much time, and it's not necessarily wasting, but for example, how long would you have said the video package was for Sony and Mandy? Two minutes? Probably longer than the match. <laughs> well, no, well, it wasn't. I mean, the match was 10 minutes, but what, uh, what I'm getting at is you have, uh, well. you know, you have a two, two and a half minute promo for a 10 minute match, and it's a feud that you've had built up for a while, so... And that's that's just that match. But here's the thing. I say this, God, man, I've said this so many times. I feel like I'm just, you know, beating a dead horse here. You're on the WWE Network. You can have as long of a fucking pay-per-view as you want. Comcast gives you time, especially now with the, you know, with how technology is and shit like that. Whatever, you know, cable services are. I'd love to see the number of, of, of people who actually order the pay-per-views as, as opposed to WWE networks. I'm sure it's not significant. And with that being said, this is your second, second biggest pay-per-view of the year. There's no reason you couldn't have made this a four hour pay-per-view. No reason you couldn't have. And, and with that being said, okay, where is AJ Styles and Jeff Hardy for the intercontinental title? Where is Matt Riddle and Baron Corbin, for example, where are these feuds where the fuck is Otis? And I got some information about that, actually, I will bring up later on in the show, or after we talk about the show. Um, oh, I know what it is. It's because you booked a pay-per-view a week after a pay-per-view, and you need shit for that show. For whatever reason, you needed to do that. I don't understand it, because you have a pay-per-view in September as well. I believe it's only, what, two weeks or three weeks after fucking... Uh, payback? payback. So you got to come up with matches for next week, and then in less than three weeks, which is basically three shows for Raw and what three shows for SmackDown, 
come up with more matches. It just decision making. Yeah, but but the thing is though, I mean, e- even despite the fact that that is a stupid idea to do that, they still could have done what we're asking them, what we would have liked to have seen, and still made it fresh for another week. I mean, there's there's way like like it brought up the whole example. Have somebody turn on Apollo, you know, and join the Hurt Business, set up a match with that, but but have that on the fucking main main show. You know, there, there's there's matches that were pretty short on this card, and it was still over a three hour show. It seemed like there were a lot of video packages they could have cut some of those out, a lot of backstage shit could have cut some of that out, commercials, whatever. You know, I get it. It's on the network, but still, it's on the network. They own it. They don't really need to run commercials much, you know? I mean, I guess they want to advertise their own shit that's coming up or whatever. But at the same time, you know, people buy these. They want to see them. They want to – they're not buying to see what's coming next. They want, or, I mean, they are, in a sense, of t- doing a storytelling within a match, but not, you know, what's on the network next. Like, yeah, okay, cool, the WrestleMania 24 thing. All right, whatever. You watched it. You liked it. I haven't yet, but I will. Regardless, they could have either shortened that or had it at the end or the beginning or whatever the case may be. Instead of having it in the middle and having it as long as it was, you could have, you know, either extended another match, you know, or, or there's other shit you could have cut out, put another match in. Like, there's just I, – I agree with you. It's so fucking irritating that they, they're doing this shit. But at the same time, it's just like, you know – yeah, there's ways to do it. There's ways to do it the way you want to do it and still give us an entertaining show what we want, not just what you gave us. You want to know a, a funny a funny um it's some funny information here. Um so what SummerSlam was what? What would you say? Three hours, ten minutes? Three or five, I believe it was. Okay. Do you know how long all the matches added up were? More. No. They were an hour and 36 minutes of actual match time. Are you fucking kidding me? No. That is it. For, from 6 o'clock until 9.05. The actual matches. Here, I'll, and real quick, let me... Well, I got you on here. Let's just... I mean, I, I kind of did it in my head, but I mean, it. I actually gave them another minute or two. So... Bailey and Sasha or Bailey um, and Oscar was 11 minutes and 35 seconds. The tag team title was seven minutes and 50 seconds. Mandy Rose Jesus and Sonya Deville, 10 minutes and five seconds. Seth Rollins and Dominic, the longest match in the card, 22 minutes and 35 seconds. Oscar and so. yep, Oscar and Sasha, 11 minutes and 25 seconds. Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton, 20 minutes, 35 seconds. And the main event was 12 minutes long. Wow. Jesus fucking Christ. If you want to give Asuka two 11-minute matches, I got an idea. Don't book her twice. Right? That's unacceptable. That's 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 the other thing, man. It's just like... Uh, How do you have I, I, I don't... a three-hour pay-per-view and you have basically... You're spending basically half the time on video packages and entrances. They had seven matches on this pay-per-view. Four of them had video packages. The two main, the two title matches in the main events or whatever, semi-main event, main event, and Seth and Dom and Sonya and Mandy. And they had they had a video package for Sonya and Mandy, and it was only a ten-minute match. Yeah. 
It's fucking ridiculous. It's inexcusable. And you know, I mean, I'm I, not to discredit Mandy, but the, I would imagine the main reason is Mandy. I'm sure. I don't think she's it's... as she. I know she's not as skilled in the ring, obviously, as Sonia. So, I just that's crazy to me. Yeah, that's but... crazy to me to think also that the women's championships, both of them, were only a minute longer than that match. That's ridiculous. And you have two. You have well combined three of the best, probably the top three women in the company at the moment, and they get eleven minutes each. That's that that that's bad, man. You could have, dude. I don't even know. Let's just let's just move. Let's just get to the shit because before we end up in a nonstop tirade tirade here. So let's um. So we start off with. Bailey and Asuka for the and we I I knew that Bailey one of her matches were going to obviously open the show just because of you know being two matches and especially seven matches on a card obviously um so I'll say this I didn't hate the match I thought the match was decent um I, it could have been better but I think both of them could have put a put a better a better show on. Um, I like the ending because, you know, it, it it kept you intrigued with like, oh, Sasha helped Bailey win, you know, basically. And while maybe she didn't, you know, like, I don't feel like she helped her win. It was just more of a distraction to help her win. And that's fine. Um, but like, but I will say this, and I'm not a biggest fan of the pair, but I'm happy Bailey has her title still. Because I think she is the better heel out of the two, in my opinion, as of how they're they're being built as heels right now. I, I I'll take Bailey over Sasha in, in in that you know over in terms of heel and face. Um, but yeah, man, it, decent match, decent opening match. I but it could have been better. What are your what are your thoughts? <sighs> All right, well. You know, the bad taste in my mouth I had from the pre-show, you know, with everything I said in regards to it, and especially the champion coming out first, they switched it and at least had Asuka come out first. So I was happy about that. Uh, I, too, you know, I'm with you with the whole it did make sense to have one of those matches first, especially because, you know, Asuka's wrestling twice. So let it be that. Um so you gave the match times earlier of all the matches a lot of these matches and this was the first one of them they really felt not like pay-per-view matches they felt like I could see this on Raw or a Smackdown and a lot of that not necessarily was because the quality of the match as much as it was how short they were um, you know, you have a three and over three hour pay per view, right? You have seven matches. You know, like NXT had where they were two and a half hours. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, takeover. sounds about right. For two and a half hours for five matches. Yep. Okay. And all of those match times i don't think any of them were f- under 15 minutes you know what while you're while you're while you're talking i'll i'll check real quick i'm curious all about right. that i am too 
Um, <laughs> the match itself was okay, though. I, I, I'll say this much. There was a couple of spots they did. Um, you know, and Bailey and Sasha will get to that, too, uh, later on. Here, real but quick, it, uh, it real quick, and, and yeah. then you could. So, uh, Finn and Timothy Thatcher was 13 minutes and 32 seconds. The uh, okay. latter match was 21 minutes and 24 seconds. Adam Cole and Pat McAfee was 16 minutes and 12 seconds. Okay. EO and Dakota, 17 and seventeen minutes, 13 seconds. And Cross and, and Keith Lee was 21 minutes and 51 seconds. All right, so one match. One of the five was under 15 minutes, and only under 15 minutes by two, less than two minutes. That's not bad. I have something on uh, McAfee and, and Cole I want to bring up, but I'll do that later after we're done with SummerSlam. Um, so... <laughs> The uh, yes, I I said Bailey and Sasha. I meant Asuka and Sasha later on. But uh, a couple spots they did were cool, like the the uh, the DDT uh, off the top rope or whatever the hell that move was. It looked pretty, you know, it looked good. They made it look good. Both of them did. Sasha and, and Asuka also kind of did that same spot later on. I thought it, they looked good there too. But um, there are just some things. It was it was a good opener. It wasn't bad. But for it being a pay-per-view and being their second biggest pay-per-view of the year, your opening contest should be longer than 11 minutes and you know however many seconds it was. I was I did like the end. I did like the psychology that you know Sasha kind of sort of helped or whatever, and Bailey got the win. I was like, all right, cool. You know, it is what it is. Um. But other than that, man, it just it it felt like it was a match I was watching on SmackDown. It really did. There was no real, you know, excitement to it. Um, I will say this much: it looked like the fans in the Thunderdome for the pay per view were more than they had for SmackDown. Uh, and I did notice two things during this match. One, uh, about towards the beginning of it, the bottom half of the of the screens with the fans went out for like about a minute and then they came back on and I was like, Oh, and there was a couple spots where the, the feed kind of went black for a minute too. So I was thinking, Oh, retribution, but obviously that didn't happen. Um, and the other thing I noticed, and I said this to you and we talked about earlier, I was watching this match and I was looking at the mat and I was like, huh, why does this mat look pre-cut in certain places? <laughs> We'll bring that up later, but yeah, that's that's what I thought, man. It was it was an it was an okay match. The talent worked hard. It was just way too short, and you know the booking and the finish was fine. And then, um, so next, uh, Street Profits and Angel Garza and um, Andrade. I don't have much yeah. to say about this other than the fact that uh, it was pretty cool with the solo cups coming down. Uh, for the Street Profits entrance, the match itself, it, it, it was it was fine, but it was kind of what you said about the last thing about how it felt like a raw match. It was short. Um, I guess they planted some more seeds with Garza and Andrade breaking up with you know Andrade focusing on Zelina and not keeping an eye on you know Garza taking the pinfall, but it's just. I didn't expect them to win this match, but I was expecting something to happen. I think the biggest issue with this entire show is, yeah, you'll never see it coming, and that's cool. 
And really only one match or two things happened in the whole night where you're like, okay, I get it. But there's a lot of things that just have been in the woodworks for what seems like a while and they didn't come to fruition. And, and I think that's what really did it for me with this show. And I just, I don't know, man, this match bothered me because so much potential to have a good match with four young stars. Uh, Montez has, I, he has the best frog splash in the business right now. I'll say that. Um, but man, yeah, just uneventful. And here's the, here's the other thing. They got to figure out who's going to beat the street problems. Like, I don't care about them losing right now. That's not the point, but they keep getting these fuse. They got into with the Raiders and nothing really, you know, that was it. And then now it's Angel Garza and Andrade. So, 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 so now what is my thing? Like, okay, does Garza and Andrade get a rematch here and win? And then the Prophets get the belt back, back at Clash of Champions and the Undisputed Era come up. I'm just trying to think where they're going with this. And meanwhile, NXT has like six tag teams and like three of them are doing nothing. And Raw has like two real ones and then one, you know, made up one. It's just, it's just asinine. The booking is asinine. But what do you think? Uh, <laughs> all right so the first thing you know ko's music hits and he comes oh yeah i forget ko <laughs> to, do, to do to do commentary and i'm like um okay and he's wearing a street private shirt i'm like um okay why you know of every match to have him come out and possibly do like commentary on it's this one like I didn't quite understand that, but okay. His commentating was fine, I guess. I didn't really notice anything. I mean, you really can't do much in a seven-fucking-minute match anyway, but regardless. Uh, again, they continued with the first match. Challengers out first instead of champions. I was happy about that. Uh, I did notice on the kickoff show, they did do a backstage interview with Selena and, uh, Selena and uh, Andrade and Garza. Um I didn't really catch the interview. I just, you know, saw the end that it was there, and I noticed uh, Zelina was wearing heels when uh, she came out with with uh, Andrade. She changed the flat, so it's like, okay, she's gonna get involved somehow. And I'm thinking, we'll see Bianca, blah blah blah, whatever. Well, that didn't happen, but that's okay. Um, one thing I noticed in the matter, I'm gonna start with like, you know, the good stuff before I get to the, the match itself. The one thing I noticed, too, during this entrance, and I know I think they've been doing this um, from time to time, but maybe they've also been doing it together. I'm not sure, but doing the separate entrances, diff- you know, different music for Garza, different music for Andrade, and Zelina comes out with Andrade and not Garza. So it's like, okay, that's kind of weird, but whatever. Uh, Street Profits had the new green uh you know, tights or whatever you want to call them, they're fine. Um, Dawkins looked like he lost a little bit of weight. Uh, and yeah, Montez, he's he's good. The match itself, so he he basically did his best Ricky Morton impression, playing the the face in peril. Uh, made the hot tag to Dawkins, then Dawkins got his his head taken off there with the and the headbands taken off literally. But yeah, the the, the finisher. Or the finish of the match, Selena takes a bump off the apron, 
which I guess you want to have flat side instead of heels for, but whatever. Um, and yeah, Andrade just goes to her and makes sure she's okay. Garza ends up taking a pin. Uh, Garza ripping the pants off. You know, they 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 both kind of had this like matching tights again, which was kind of cool. At least colors wise, they were matching. Um, so it looked like they were, you know, trying to build them as a team again. And then this happens. Uh, Montez, it wasn't really a frog splash as much. It was just like a, like a, I don't know, it was like a backwards dive or something. He got, he got high on that for sure. And it was really cool, uh, to see that. And then that was it. Um, this match more so than the first match, I thought very much felt like a raw match. Yep. Way, way too short. Again, stuff they've built time on, you know. Um, so, you know, you said this could have been on the pre-show because they spent time on it. I would have not, I would have not liked to have seen it on the pre-show in the same vein as I wouldn't with the U S title, but at the same time, seven minutes, Jesus fucking Christ. You know, they, they, these guys deserve so much more than that on a three hour show, over three hour show. You're going to give them seven fucking minutes. It's ridiculous. Right. Uh, fucking heart, heart foundation, demolition, SummerSlam 90, Best two out of three falls match for the tag team titles. That didn't go no seven goddamn minutes. You know what I'm saying? Like, like they just, uh, well, I don't get it. I mean, granted, yes, the, the Street Profits and Garza and, and Andrade are not the Hard Foundation and Demolition, but still, it's the thought process of it's being a title match and this is what you're giving us. It, it just... I, I don't know, man. I don't know. And, and then uh, afterwards, KO talking about, yeah, I'm going to have Aleister Black on my show tomorrow night. And it's like, okay. Like, I still didn't get the point of him being there, why they decided to set that up, you know, after this match. No mention of Selena and, and uh, Andrade and, and Garzigan, no backstage t- tension, none of that. Just we saw them go, go to the back, and that was it. So I was just like, all right, man, what the fuck are you doing here? Well, why? <laughs> well, I'll say this too. Why does Kevin, I mean, obviously he's, he's contracted with them, but why is he staying with this company? It, it, it's just, it's got to be just the money, honestly, because I, he hasn't been used of significance. If you really want to call the WrestleMania thing, fine, but I mean, it's been a while since he's been used significantly. And I'm going to go, I'm going to, Bring up AEW here for a second, but I don't think I feel don't think he's really been of significance since Jericho left. Honestly, well, as far as like the main event picture, no. Just I mean, uh, he had the thing with Sammy, but I, that's so overdone. Like they just they beat a dead horse thing, with Sammy Zayn and him. The thing with Sammy, yeah, the thing with Sammy, uh, it's been it's it's I don't really care to see them have a match ever again i would love to see them team again because they didn't really do that for too long before one of them got hurt or whatever the case may be but um the the the, the few with seth i thought was pretty significant yeah yeah past that though yeah i mean yeah COVID had a lot to do with it but at the same time also him getting hurt in the match had a lot to do with it but still it's just it just bothers me that he's not being utilized yet apollo cruz is yeah like that's just uh, that's my thing and he basically came on this match to promote 
you know, today's um, Alistair Black interview, which I'm assuming I could be wrong here, but I was expecting us to see some type of new character change or attitude from Alistair Black, which, you know, hey, if we can get some heel form from Tommy End, fucking do it, man. Like, he doesn't need to be a face. He has that. He has that. He's not. Obviously, he's not as big as Cross, but he has that 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 personality. I think that he'd be a pretty badass heel if if made right, and I think they need to go that route. But we'll see what they do. Um. Anyway, uh, well, before we move on to the next match, yeah. they they had the backstage interview. At least I thought it was backstage, but the way they had it set up they looked like they were in a ring so yeah they have I, a I they know. have a backstage um like like it's like um interview thing but it's like it, it's like i think it's half a ring they have made that's so weird it's it, so weird looking it's fine I, I it's fine it. I, I don't mind it. it it's it's something different it, it's fine i don't mind that i mean it was the only time they utilized it i think on the show is during this interview so um, no, I was twice, I believe. Oh, it was one more time. I I, I think it was twice. Yeah. Well, I thought the promo was fine. You know, Bailey with the broom was kind of funny talking about that shit, but it's just like okay. Um, I'll talk more about that when we get to that. But all right, so the next match. The next, <laughs> the next match. Um, Sonia Deville against Mandy Rose in a loser leaves WWE match. Now. No disqualification, loser. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, 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 no disqualification. So, I told you I really liked this match. Now, obviously, the time it was it was it was too short for what this this feud. It was it's blowing off this big feud. Um, I like this match. You know, despite the sloppiness from Mandy Rose, this is not obviously this is not. She's not a super polished women's wrestler yet so even having her in this type of match you know this is rough for her you know and Corey Corey made some very funny jabs throughout the match I think in regards to Mandy especially with the one I believe he said um oh there's issues with the lumber today or whatever it was you know when she was trying to pull the table up um yeah I didn't have an issue with this match Sonia or Mandy wins um I don't know if they fucked up the first finish and they had to go back and do it again. It just looked like a it, the ending was kind of weird to me. Um, but yeah, you know, Sony's got a lot of shit going on outside of WWE right now. Um, I don't think she was originally going to lose this match. Um, I which is why they changed the stipulation to what it is. At least that's what I get out of this. Um, I still think she was going to win the hair versus hair match. Um, I, I, I hope she's not done. I know they moved her, her, you know, um, uh, WWE, um, to alumni, to alumni which it doesn't yeah. mean a lot. They've done it before to other people. So that, that, that's not, that doesn't mean anything. I mean, I believe Drew Gulak got moved there for a second too. Yep. So that I, I'm expecting her to return here in the, in the near future. I even said that because I made a bold prediction of her returning at the Rumble and winning the Rumble for the women's, you know, which I still think it happened. 
especially depending on who's who's got the belts and whatnot. But I don't think she's done. I, if anything, this could be as you 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 said to me, maybe she's going to go to NXT because you know when they say WWE, it, a lot of times it doesn't necessarily mean NXT. So that could be a thing. Um, but the, the yeah, man, the match I like the match. I, I it's it was it wasn't like some barn burner. I just thought they had good chemistry between them because they are real life best friends. Um, and it, I'm a big Sony Deville fan too, so that's another reason. But yeah, what did you th- what did you think? Uh, <laughs> all right. My biggest gripe, well, my two biggest gripes about this match is the timing for starters, because all the time you waste building on it, and this is what we get. And especially if what you mentioned about them botching the first finish, that means it was supposed to end a couple minutes before, so it would have been even shorter. But but did you notice um, that, though? Yeah, I did. Okay. I did. Um. I didn't really care for it. Um, I kind of, I guess, expected a little better. Yeah, Mandy is not the worker that Sonya is at all. Um, her offense was okay, um, but it was very, it seemed very, like, slow and generic at times. And the passion you know, that, that she had yelling at Sonia and Sonia doing the same to her um, was fine. Sonia, I think, has done it more uh, viciously in the past. So I think maybe what had happened um, with her last week kind of maybe changed it for her to tone it down. Although her promo on SmackDown was pretty cool. Um, the one thing I'll say about the video package I did not really care for either, and I mentioned this to you in a text, I don't remember if you saw it or not, but, um, during May, uh, Sonya's, when they were showing the, uh, the recap of her promo on SmackDown, they slowed it down and made it in very, like, Johnny Gargano candy-esque, um, not you know, to the point that they do with them, but it was very, like, they distorted it just slightly, so it made it seem like that, and I didn't really care for that much, but, um, the, uh, the match itself, though, like I said, um, the other thing I had the problem with, you know, Sonya, everybody deals with shit differently, right? So I can't, you know, be upset with her for this, because I don't know what's going on inside her head. I don't know how she feels about stuff. You know, I, I don't know. I just worry because I know that if something happens to you in your personal life outside of your job, you, you know, a lot of people can use that job as a distraction uh, from, you know, that thing that happened in the personal life. Now, the only thing I can think of that would make sense as an outsider looking in, and I'm just saying this for us to make sense of it, because technically speaking, we don't really, you know, we, we it's not really up for us to make sense of it because it didn't happen to us, it happened to her. But at the same time, the 
the only thing I can think of that makes sense for me is that because it, it while it didn't happen while she was working, it happened because of a person who knows of her from her job. So maybe she wants to get not necessarily away from the personal life, from the home aspect of what happened, but away from the job because the job without the job that wouldn't have happened. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah exactly. Um, so I, I just, you know, I really wanted her to win the match though to, to keep going. But I, I get it. I, I like I said, it's not for us to to understand or whatever because it's not our lives; it's her life. But you know, should she? I, I respect her choice to to do it. You know, and, and if that was the case, then you know, I I, I understand better now than I would have uh, before. Um, you know, I guess just from a storyline standpoint too, it would have made more sense. And I agree with you. I think that. Um, Sonya was always supposed to win, you know, if they still had the hair versus hair, Mandy was going to go away and, you know, she'll, uh, well, not necessarily go away because she wouldn't have, uh, you know, had the career ender, but still it'd be like, um, you know, she'd still go away because we let the hair grow back for a while and then come back or whatever the case may be. But, um. Yeah, other than that, man, I mean, it was, again, though, like, with all the build they had for it, it really felt like it would have happened on SmackDown. Like, I think they, didn't they wrestle on SmackDown once before, twice before? I thought their match on SmackDown was better than this one. They did have one match um, on, I believe, it, I think it was only one they had on SmackDown, yes. Uh, yeah, and, and I, I, I remember that match be going longer than t- 10 minutes, and I think I remember it being better, so... Uh, but yeah, man. I guess other than that, I just I hope I hope Daria is okay. You know, I, I just I want her to be okay. I don't want this to scar her. I want her to come back. You know, I, I don't know. Um, then moving her to the alum thing is probably just a storyline deal. I'm sure she's probably still technically under contract, unless we find out that she actually gave notice and is done. But um, I haven't heard that yet, so we'll see. I just like again, I, I hope she's okay. Me too. But um. I guess the the only thing I also want to say about the match, and this was the, the, the best part to me, at the end, Otis runs out with his damn money in the bank, and they start celebrating, and Mandy tries to do the caterpillar and just got off. But Corey Graves <laughs> says Otis is, is so happy that, that Mandy's still here because he doesn't know how to use Tinder. <laughs> that, was, that was pretty entertaining, I will say. He was on. Uh, all, was he he was on all night, and I'm typically. I know you're a fan yeah. of Corey Graves. I'm not a fan of Corey I Graves. Am. Oh man, I love the guy. I think he's great. I think he's great. Him, him, and Byron. When when the two of them are together, they they totally remind me of a modern day Bobby and Gorilla. I swear to God, they really. I don't. can see that. I can see that. But um. <sighs> anyway, so now we go to basically. The highlight of the basically the main event, and to me, and I know to Jay too. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. So, we I'm gonna say this I know we talked about TakeOver and TakeOver, and I said this too. SummerSlam's got a lot of a lot to you know, a lot to do to take over or take over, and it wasn't happening. But, um, this match was probably the best match the main rosters had in a while. With psychology, yeah. um, first off, Seth coming out with the Halloween Havoc uh, outfit from Ray. Oh. 
unbelievable. Fucking, fucking genius. Brilliant. Brilliant. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. I love yep. it. Um, Dominic's gear was looked pretty pretty badass. I told you I thought it was a little too similar to Ali some a little yeah. bit, and I wasn't a big fan of the hood. It, it did it, it was yeah. just distracting a little bit, but um man dude dom showed the fuck up i mean he did was it like this amazing you know you know olympic style wrestling match no it it was chaos um it was a lot of emotion you know with you know seth teasing to go after um his mother you know, and then, you know, Ray trying to get involved, but, you know, Dom's screaming, stay out of here or don't come in. And, and, you know, and then eventually Seth, you know, um, obviously Murphy got involved as, as we expected. Um, I mean, Dom taking some vicious fucking kendo stick shots again and then giving them to Seth, man. Seth's back was fucking tore up from, 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 from yeah, the, oh man. And then, you know, the end, you know, handcuffing Ray to the to the rope and then hitting, you know, then just sitting there and like pulling Dom closer to fucking Ray. Like, come on, you're so close. You're so close. And then hitting him with a fucking curb stomp. It was just there you go, man, with booking. That's how you book a fucking match. That's how you get the psychology in the match down, the storytelling. And Seth, I'm going to say this. When Randy's on his A game, I think I think Randy's the best wrestler in the, in the WWE with how viciousness he is and everything he brings to the table. I really think he he is. But Randy gets very boring depending on his feuds. He needs to be with somebody that brings that out to, out to him. I don't think Seth needs to do that. I think Seth, and I've said this before, I think Seth is a, a new version of Randy. With his attitude, his heelness, he needs to be a heel forever. It just he he works best at that. And I'm telling you, man, he is in the debate as the top guy in his fucking company when it comes to everything. He has to be because they and it, it's funny to me because they've had this feud going for how many months now? Like four months, yeah. you know, and. It's still not over, and but they've managed to to take it this far for so long, and keep it relevant and entertaining and whew, to have some probably over over four months because it started on the raw after Money in the Bank and that was back in May. Yeah, so there you go. Exactly. So, man, I just I was happy about this. You know, we gave Pat McAfee a lot of credit for his debut yesterday and I think he still he still deserves it because in all fairness he hasn't been training as long as Dom has Dom has been training for a long time to prepare for this and he comes from a family you know history and everything and Dom has been groomed to be you know I guess the third generation superstar in the WWE or or not necessarily WWE but regardless like this is I was impressed man so much what do you think about this (laughs) <laughs> all right so obviously match of the night guaranteed um nothing else came even close to topping this um 
you know, we'll get to Drew and Randy in in a minute, but uh, when it comes to getting the psychology of telling a story in a match, not just with wrestling moves, but with character development and character portrayal. I don't think there's anybody better in the entire fucking company than Seth Rollins. He is just, he's on another fucking level when it comes to that. Um, I know you're a huge fan of this guy and last night watching that match, I'm, I get it. <laughs> I, I understand now why you are as much of a fan of him as you are because he's he gets it. Like, like now, as far as in ring work goes, is he the best worker? I wouldn't say that. No, he's up there, but he's not the best. He's still, um, he still he he can be sloppy at times. Yeah, yeah, and not even so much sloppy as much as like he's just not. I don't know. Like, like he his his move set isn't really. It doesn't wow me. You know, well, I mean, it's it's all right. It's cool. Like the curb stomp's cool. It's something different. Nobody does that. Um, the sling blade. Lots of people do that. You know, the the falcon arrow. Like the suplex falcon arrow move is pretty cool. Nobody really does that. Um, I think El- Elgin does that, doesn't he? Or he did it when he was wrestling. Uh, I don't think so. But, I but real quick, yeah. I think the thing with Seth is he. I don't think he's good at, at, at carrying a match necessarily. Yeah, so if he's working yeah. with somebody who is also a good worker, then he's good. But if he's working with someone who needs help, I think he suffers, which is why this match was entertaining to me because, you know, you would think he'd be carrying this match and Dom wouldn't know what he's doing, but Dom was so impressive. But Yeah, yeah, he was. Um, I I was not expecting much from this to be honest with you. I, I didn't know, you know, how how it would go or whatever. The feud has been fine. Um you know, we've been talking, you know, for a while now about, you know, somebody doing a turn and stuff like that, but um you know, it could be that how the match ended could lead to a uh Dominic turn, but we'll see. Um, the uh, the match itself, though, dude. Oh, oh my god, it was just it was phenomenal. Um, the uh, the moves that Dom had were good. Um, the the frog splash, I think, was really good. Uh, I love the fact that the announcers mentioned. You know, SummerSlam 05. Excuse me, they mentioned Eddie. You know, they mentioned the you know, Uncle Eddie would be so proud with the froggy, you know, and, and he hit it he hit it twice, right? Yeah, but like the second time he got the knees. Seth put his legs yeah. up. Right. Which which I was like, Oh no, he put the knees up, you know. But uh the uh the match though, I mean oh man, dude, I, I just I can't get over the psychology. Like like everybody Everybody that had a part in this match, Dominic, Ray, um, Ray's wife, what's her name, Angie? Yeah, Angie. Uh, Murphy, even. Seth. I mean, they, all of them. Just, they played their roles so well. And they all told, they, they, they all played their parts in this story, told the story, 
and like when angie first came out i was just like oh no you know thinking what, what are they going to do with this now and then at the end when seth was just like he had that evil look in his eye that he's like okay hang on hold on to him you know i'm gonna go and then he like starts walking up the ramp towards her starts saying her name doing the arms out you know and then Dom just comes to her and just like beats the shit out of him. It was, it was just, and dude, you're right. The kendo stick shots. Oh my God. Seth's body looked, I mean, that was like, that was a receipt from what he did to Dom. Oh, definitely. <laughs> like, not like, definitely. Not, not, not like in a um, traditional sense of receipt, but definitely like, at least on camera, like, Oh, look, this is what happened. You know, it was just like, man, it was just, it was so fucking brilliant. It really was. And Seth winning makes perfect sense. Um, like I said, it could, I, I, you know, Ray didn't get involved until Murphy got involved, but he still got involved when Dominic asked him not to. So, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens. I don't think this is done by any means. I think, uh, and, and then the one thing I noticed about Dom's outfit too, I don't think it was on the hood. It had that little Prince crown on it. Yeah. I saw that. So I'm like, I was like, ah, oh, maybe, maybe the whole Prince Mysterio thing was just like, a, you know, a red herring or a rib or whatever that Ray was just trying to tell us. Well, you see, there it is or whatever, you know, but man, I, I just, I, I love it. There's, there's not a single bad thing I could say about this match. Everything uh, else on this card pales in comparison to this match. And the only match on this entire card that could even slightly touch takeover, anything that happened on takeover. Yeah was this match um you know speaking of takeover because you brought up McAfee and I, I want to ask you this and I, I I'd already asked you this I want to bring it up on the show and see what everybody else thinks here too but who do you think had a better showing McAfee or Dom well McAfee only because of the lack of of training hmm, okay um okay. but that's the only reason I know it's, it's... I know it is kind of like apples to oranges in a sense because, you know, Dom has the training. He's 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 actually trained to to be a wrestler, and he's he is going to be a wrestler, and he has a pedigree, and McAfee doesn't. But um, the thing I wanted to bring up about Cole and McAfee, I'm also doing now too, real quick. Did you hear? And this is this is also why I kind of agree with you in a sense too. Did you hear that allegedly Uncle Dave said this too? Uncle Dave Meltzer said that allegedly. They did not rehearse a single spot from that match that Cole and McAfee called it the entire time in the ring. That's impressive. I did not, but if that is true, then definitely Pat McAfee. Oh, yeah. there's no way that the Dom and Seth match wasn't, especially on the main roster, there's no way that match wasn't planned out. No, no way at all. But, I mean, like, for McAfee to – for a guy that doesn't have zero – experience in, in a wrestling ring to come in there and, and wrestle a little guy like Cole and then neither one of them rehearsed it. They just call it in the ring old school. That is fucking impressive. I believe it. I, I do. I, I, I believe it. I mean, Adam Cole's that good and that's a, a testament to him and also to um to um to, to McAfee. To McAfee. Yeah. I agree, man. I agree. Great, great fucking match. Great fucking match. Um, but yeah, um, so next up is Ashka and Sasha and 
Okay. <laughs> so, I... I didn't hate this match. I thought it was a, a tad better than the Bailey Oscar match, in my opinion. Um, but, and I called this, I said this to you a couple weeks ago that I thought Bailey would win to keep her title and something would happen and Sasha would lose her title. Um, and that's what happened. I'm a, so I'm a little upset because it seems like they're going to go the route of, getting Sasha and Bailey broken up sooner sooner than later. And I think they planted more seeds last night because of this because like I it was so prominent in the match. Like the match was fine. Um I, there's a lot of close submission calls. Like I, I thought it was like I said it was a good match. That was slightly better than the first match. But um you know, honestly, the way it ended, I was almost like hoping Bailey would come try to hug Sasha and Sasha would just push her away. You know, like I, yeah. I was like hoping for something there. But but now I'm curious as to where they're going here because they don't have tag team opponents for the belts next week. And, you know, if you got Shayna kind of something going out with her and Nia, I, I'm just curious where they're going with this. And I'm curious as to the next logical move here. If you're like when you're planning this big f- match between Sasha and Bailey, like this is a match that needs to take place at a big four event. Now, with that being said, actually, I won't even say big four, big two. This needs match needs to happen at SummerSlam or WrestleMania. It needs to because the Rumble doesn't make sense because the Rumble is the most prominent match on that card, and Survivor Series doesn't make sense because Survivor Series by nature is, you know, a, a tag team style pay per view. So, Evolution, I guess, is where I see this happening. And I know you wanted this to go to Summer to uh, Mania. I don't see it happening now. I don't. I see this happening at Evolution. I feel this is going to be the main event. It's going to be for the SmackDown Women's Title. And uh, when it's all said and done, I see Sasha walking away with this. If we're gonna, if we're gonna go, you know, further in the future here, you know. But I don't know, man. I, I wasn't, I wasn't happy with the finish. I wasn't happy that they're pushing this to happen now, when they don't really need to. Like they don't need to do this now. There's enough going on with everything else that they don't need to have this happen right now. But what do you think? (laughs) All right. So the wonderful decision to have the champion come out first happened again here. (laughs) Um, One of only two times they did it on this entire show. So, you know, it, it's fine, I guess. But um, I don't, I, I, I'm really wondering as to why these two of every match, the champion, you know, they decided to have the champion come out first. Um, you know, I think with Apollo, like I said in the pre-show, because of the new look for MVP, but this one... I mean, maybe only because Asuka came out first the first time, but even so, I I, I don't know. I 
That's just my personal thing, I guess. I don't know. Um, the match itself, I thought, was okay. Um, that powerbomb spot on the fucking mat would look sick. Um, on the outside or whatever. Um, other than that, so I, I gotta give him credit on something. I completely disagreed with this finish. They kind of sort of did a Brett Owen WrestleMania 10 deal um, with Asuka losing the first match, coming back later and, you know, redeeming herself, winning the second one. Of course, it wasn't the main event and it wasn't brother or sister and sister, whatever the case may be. But still, you know, they even did a Brett Nolan spot, um, you know, with the, uh, or not a Brett Nolan, I'm sorry, it was a Brett Austin with the uh, turnbuckle trying to pin whatever. But obviously it, that wasn't the finish. But um, what I got to give him credit for is that a couple weeks ago, I didn't, you know, Bailey tapped on SmackDown. I was like, why? Uh, like, what's the point? Was it SmackDown or Raw? I don't even know. But, um, I think it was Raw. Yeah, I think it was Raw. I, and I, I really hated it. And now I understand why. Because first Bailey taps, now we see Sasha tap. Um, although, it didn't look like she tapped hard. It looked like it was... I don't even know if the, you would call it a tap. But whatever. It was what it was. The aftermath of her just sitting there looking like, really? You know, and then, then Bailey just like, oops, you know, like, you know, and they tried to play it up like, oh, Bailey wouldn't return the favor of Sasha. You know, she got on the rope, but she wouldn't take the bump. But, you know, whatever they said, I don't even remember. I was like, yeah. They definitely looked like they were planting more seeds last night for it to happen sooner rather than later. Um, I think we'll find out tonight and I think we'll find out more on SmackDown. I think we'll find out more at Payback. There's ways that they could do this where they won't necessarily have to break them up yet, but still maybe have that match at Evolution, but not in a heel versus face format type deal. Maybe like more of it is a respect factor uh champion versus champion you know whatever we'll see we'll see how they how they do it um i kind of hope they go that route because it, it is a way that they can still have the match but still extend it to where the breakup doesn't happen until rumble and then at mania they have it because you know like i said it has to happen in a mania it, it just does when, when they when they have the final blow off it has to happen at Mania. Um, yeah, other than that, man, it, it just, I don't know. It was what it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, one scenario would be is to have them, you know, have Bailey kind of just not con, but talk, you know, Sasha into the idea of, you know what, hey, man, you're still a tag team champ, you know, you're still a champion, and, and have Sasha kind of just get along go along with it and maybe do something in the in in the vein of um Stephanie Stephanie McMahon is trying to find an opponent for Bailey for evolution 
and do like a little tournament style on SmackDown or wherever where Sasha ends up winning it. So it's not deliberately, you know, Sasha going after Bailey, but more so like, well, hey, I am the number one contender now. We are best friends. Let's do this type of thing. You know, and then then extend it to, you know, mania where it's an actual bitter rival rivalry. But um you know, that actually makes more sense than me having my scenario of Sasha winning back that Raw Women's title because I don't think she's going to at this point. I don't think I don't I don't think she needs to. I, I think they need to keep it on Oscar for a little bit. Not 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 necessarily keep it on her, but I think it's time to get Shayna involved and I don't really want Naya, but if she is, fine, but like just somebody somebody yeah, else. Yeah. But um next up we have Randall Orton against Drew McIntyre. Um so, <laughs> uh, well, first off, I was pissed off that this wasn't the main event because as soon as this happened, oh, and mind you, folks, we still haven't seen Retribution. So, as for as much that has been going on and as much impact that happened on SmackDown, not a twerp, a, a, you know, a bump of uh, Retribution throughout the entire fucking show. Well, you can get, we'll get to that later. But, um, so, Randy comes out first, which I know made Jay, Jay happy. Um, but, um, it did. I, I kind of don't like that Drew doesn't have his coat and his hair hanging over his eyes anymore. I, I kind of like that, that Scottish psychopath, you know, thing he did. But, I mean, I get it. Um, he's a face now, fine. But, um, he didn't have the coat at all last night. No, no, he just came out fucking ready to go, which I, which is fine. It is what it is. But, um, I, I like this match because it was a heavyweight match. It was not reminiscent to Cross and Lee, but in the same vein that it was just, it was a hard hitting heavyweight match between two good workers. And, you know, I, I, I like the ending, man. Because you know why? You're sitting there like Claymore, Claymore, RKO, RKO, and then a backslide and finish the match. And Randy's just sitting on the outside, uh, blood on his face. I don't know if it was his or Drew. I think it was Drew's. Um, I, I think it was. Was it? Okay. Of the yeah. yeah. Um, and he's just sitting there like in shock and almost like smiling like, okay. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, you won this match. You know, you, you did. And of course, you know, the, the, I think it was a Corey that said, oh, you'll never see this. somebody see it coming or so. It's one of them said it. And I was just like, OK, Phillips, Phillips OK. It. And it's just like I said, I like this match. You know, it, it wasn't something fantastic, but it was good match. It was good enough for the championship match in my eyes for the match. And I, I get why it wasn't necessarily the. The closer because of the finish, it's fine. But I don't know, man. It's a, it's another match that I'm sitting there, and this will include the main event too. But like, you know, I was like, okay, where's Shawn Michaels? You know, where's Ric Flair-ish? You know, maybe just just something. Where's Retribution? I was just expecting something else to get be, be involved in this because now I'm kind of like, well, what is the payback here? Like Drew beat you clean, so I'm like, what is exactly needs to happen here? Like, why do you get a rematch? You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's what I didn't like necessarily about the finish. 
Like if somebody else got involved, like if Shawn Michaels got involved or someone else got involved, then I could be like, okay, I get it. There was outside interference. Other people got involved. Okay, I get it. But none of that happened. So I'm like, now I'm sitting here like, okay, well, I'm curious. Where to, we'll know all this tonight. But still, like, I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> so as soon as I saw the graphic on the screen and they said, coming up next, I went, son of a bitch. Now I know how this is going to end. We're not getting retribution tonight, and the fiend is going to win the belt. So, I'm okay, actually, that Retribution didn't show up. Kind of tired of him. I never liked it to begin with, which you know. But um, the only thing they really did was show a video package and hyping them, which also I have no idea why they do that because it boggles my mind. I, I don't think WCW did that back in the day with Hall and Nash when they were first coming in before the NWO was formed. Um, not to the extent like WWE's doing with these guys. Well, Bo- Bully Ray said it best. Don't acknowledge it. Exactly. That's what you I'm know, saying. Like, yeah. They're not supposed to be there. They're, they're some type of group that's, you know, terrorizing shit and whatever. Yeah, just don't acknowledge it. But they are, so whatever. Um, yeah, Randy coming up first. I like that. Um... The match itself was great. Now, you mentioned Michaels. He did the little backstage promo or, like, by satellite or whatever, and he said, I can't be there tonight, so hope you see, you know, it's going to be a Claymore or whatever. And I'm just like – and it was, like, a weird angle. Like, Michaels wasn't even looking directly in the camera. It was just really weird. But, like, as soon as that happened, I'm like, yep, oh, well, we're not seeing him tonight. Um, P.S. I hate all those little so, fucking videos. The entire guy I'm yeah, not, anyway, I, but – Yeah, I do, too. Um. Yeah, the man. It was a heavyweight fight. It had that feel to it. Um, they did tease the Claymore and the RKO a lot. Um, I love the fact that Drew tried to hit it the one time and he completely missed. I've never seen him do that before. Um, did Randy try to do the punt and miss too? Uh, I think so. Yes. Yeah, okay. But no, you know, other than that, no Claymores, you know, tried a couple times for the RKO, didn't even come close to hitting them. It was a very old school, like, Ric Flair, Ricky Steamboat type finish with the roll-up, backslide, one, two, three. Yep. You know, like, that was that was awesome. I, that, from an old school fan, I loved that finish. Um, This didn't have the same type of awesome psychology to me as Dom and, and Seth did, but it it was a good second. Uh, I'll say that. Um, as far as that, why he gets another shot, you know, yeah, we'll find it out tonight. He, he, I don't know. They'll, they'll come up with some reason for it to happen. And I'm kind of glad it wasn't due to outside interference because while it does make sense, it's been so overdone so many times. Let's come up with something else. Let's come up with some more other, you know, new original idea as far as how to do it. but an original idea that still makes sense so hopefully we'll see that tonight i, I but, still don't want to um, see drew lose i still don't think he i no. don't think he should lose right now no i don't think he should either i was that's why i was very happy that he won and i, I don't think he's gonna lose the payback either um but 
uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe a payback. I mean, unless the only th- the only way I see Drew losing is somebody interferes. Uh, that's not necessarily retribution or somebody that helps Randy for the sake of helping Randy that's with Randy, but somebody that's to take out Drew or something like that. Um, but even then, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. And then I'll um, um, I'll bring it. We could talk Keith Lee after after the main event. But um, yeah. Speaking of the main event, <laughs> we have uh, the uh, Falls Count Anywhere match, <laughs> which doesn't make. I didn't know why it was even called that. Of um, right, Braun Strowman versus the Fiend Bray Wyatt. Um, Fiend comes out first. Love his entrance. Love you know his. He has the best entrance with Thunderdome, in my opinion. Um, Braun, I would agree. Braun comes out. Ammo camo jacket you know like i told you earlier he's just remit bringing big show back apparently in every every possible way he can um they also have the 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 noise track to this and for uh chairs for the fiend or for the fiend and pretty heavy booster for braun so they're definitely pushing braun as the heel in this whether the fans want to agree or not because obviously those those tracks you know while while during the match, you I think most of the time you hear that the fans from um, the the videos. Um, I think the, they tend to do a majority of it as um, what do you call it uh, filler crowd noise because obviously you know you're going to hear people talk and not talk but you're going to hear that kind of build up. So I get why they do what they do, which is fine. But um, this match is horrible. It was just, it was horrible, and as I've said for a long time, they don't need the belt. This this match would have been acceptable if it wasn't for a title and it was just two monsters going at each other. Then I would have been like, fine. But when you put it in such prestige with this universal title that you're trying to make it out as this big ordeal, which even though, like I said before, I don't consider it improminent. Um, and then the ending, you know... You have, you know, Braun bring out this 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 box cutter. In my head, I'm thinking like, oh yeah, he's going to cut the mask off, or or something nuts is going to happen. Or, and then he just fucking cuts the the ring map up to expose the wood, you know. And I'm just like, okay. And it's funny because we've seen the past that you don't even need to do that. So I, I'm like, you just pull from the side. So I'm like, I'm sitting there like thinking to myself like, okay. And then um, it, it just. And then the end, you know, Bra or um, Bray hits him twice with uh, with Sister Abigail on the exposed wood. Um, mind you, no Alexa at all, and she even did a Twitter post the next day of like a girl with her hands up, like, "Oh well," like you know, kind of just. Now, with all that said, I am infamous. Well. Can we before we get to the, that part? Can I just tell you my yeah 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 go go for it yeah all yeah. right <laughs> so yep challenger out first best looking entrance in WWE I will agree um, he had something written on the front of his top but I or not written but it was like a logo I couldn't make it out what it was though um yeah whether or not us as fans want to say who's heel or who's face WWE right especially right now <laughs> they can do exactly 
what they want to do without a crowd. Yep. And it, it's not going to matter. So we can see, at least from the interpretation of what they want, yes, the Fiend to be cheered, Ron to be booed, and you know who later on to be booed too, but we'll get there in a minute. The match itself fucking sucked. Um, there's no other way to put it. It fucking sucked. Remember how I said the psychology in Seth and Dom was so fucking good? Yep. The psychology in this match made no fucking sense whatsoever. I liked that the Fiend did the nat- the next snap on Braun because he hasn't really done that since his it was the, the, he debuted last year against Finn. And that was basically, it, I don't think it was the finish, but it led to the finish. And it was just like, wow, that's cool. I'm surprised they did that, you know. Um, it was cool to see it. Now, what sucked and made no sense is that he did it twice in the middle of the rain at the very start of the match and Braun kicks out. Again, the sister Abigail twice on the exposed uh, wood that takes him out, but a sister Abigail in the backstage area on the concrete floor doesn't. And that was the only fucking time they used any type of Paul's cut anywhere step. That's the only time he went for a cover outside the ring. The only time they went even the, the odd part about the entire thing was they had false cut anywhere. The only time they went anywhere was they went in gorilla for a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's the WWE communication. I know. I was like, gorilla. I was like, guy, where's Pritchard at? <laughs> right. I was, I was looking for Printer, I was looking for Vince, you know, whatever. Um, I just, I fucking hated it, man. I, and then throwing him, throw, he threw Braun into the uh, the screen, the screen went out for a minute. I was thinking to myself, can you please just throw him into the other screens with the fans that are around ringside? That'd be kind of cool, but of course that didn't happen. Yeah, uh, yeah no Alexa. Um, made absolutely no sense to not have her at all involved. Um, yeah, and, and, and this is another thing. Like, the other night, you know, like, with the main event of, of NXT, I was like, um, okay, that's how they're going to end this? It was so fucking stupid. And I looked at the clock and I said, all right, we got five minutes left. Something else is going to happen. <clears throat> now, before we get to that, um, two nights in a row, this company has ruined the main event of their of their shows. They did it with a promo right before the main event on TakeOver. And virtually did it the same way on SummerSlam. Now, for me, announcing that Randy and Drew was happening now and not closing the show when it did basically gave the ending away. But when they saw that promo, it's like, okay, you know that, you know, the guy that you want to win and stay a heel is not going to win and stay a heel. <laughs> because there's no way Keith Lee's coming in as a as a, uh, as a heel. Um, so it's just, I, it's just like, what the fuck? So now, <laughs> continue with your thoughts, sir. Well, real quick, before I do, did you know, I don't know if I ever noticed this, but Bray's a big fucking guy. Like, I was looking at him like, like okay, you're not, like, dramatically smaller than fucking Braun. No, no, he's got muscle on him, and he uh, 
He lost he lost some weight in his legs and thighs, but he gained it in his belly, man. He's got that gut. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, the gut's back. Man. Which I wonder if McMahon's happy about because he was he looked pretty fucking slim for a minute there. But um, yeah. yeah so I'm infamous. Yeah, ask all my friends how much I cannot fucking stand Roman Reigns at all. Because not because of him personally, um, because he shoved down our throats as like trying to be the next John Cena or Hogan or whatever the case would be. When I've been saying for years, he's Batista. He's a new version of Batista to me. And that's fine. But they'll make him out to be Cena, Hogan, Austin. That's not him. Um, while he's improved on the mic, I don't think his mic skills are all that fucking good. And his in-ring skills are not are not that good. He doesn't have a huge move set. And I don't want to hear, oh, well, he hasn't been in the ring. He's been in the ring with many fucking wrestlers who have extensive move sets. He just doesn't have a, gr- a great move set. He doesn't. With that being said, I don't think I will. I don't. I was. I don't think I was ever going to say this in my entire fucking life. But fuck me, I'm happy to see Roman Reigns. I, I just like it was. As I told you, it was a breath of fresh air, man. He looks jacked. Uh, he has some new teeth, which make him look kind of fucking. I don't know. I wasn't. I don't know how I feel about that yet. But um, I didn't notice that until somebody. Brought yeah. It up. If you. Yeah. It's. It's. It, I don't know. But. Um, I love his shirt, wreck everyone and leave. He just comes out and just destroys Braun, destroys Fiend. He's yelling at Braun saying, you know, I made you. If it wasn't for me, you wouldn't be champion. And he's in the ring. He takes the belt from, you know, Fiend and was like, this isn't yours. It's been mine all the whole time. You're just a freak with a mask on. Like, and he's holding the belt up. And it's just, it was a, gro- a great promo. You know, the fan noise was like, as you, as you told me, it was mixed. And you know, it was it was a great ending to a subpar event, and you know it. He establishes himself as, I think, a heel. I don't think you know. I don't think there's if ands or buts about it. Like he, yeah, he destroyed a heel. That that's not that's nothing new. But he destroyed. And I think a lot of, I think in a lot of, at least maybe Vince's eyes, the maybe the top face on SmackDown right now. And that's what they've been pushing bro, the, the Fiend as. He's, you know, becoming that, and I told you this, as he's becoming that that maybe 94-5 Undertaker, you know, where you know, the fans fucking love him. And, you know, and, and it's great, you know, like, and that's where he's at. And here comes this fucking machine and just destroys him and picks the belt. Like that's not what a face does at all, you know. Unless you're Stone Cold. But l- listen, and I'm gonna say this again: nobody's Stone Cold. I will say I think the closest thing where, and this is gonna be really high praise. You might think I'm fucking nuts on this, but I think the closest thing we are gonna ever get to fucking Stone Cold in this era is Mox. And I don't, and that's. He's still far off, but just the way he is yeah. with the way he is and, you know, overall with his personality and entrance and everything, he's just, he reminds me, he, he's like a poor man's Austin. But once again, nobody's topping Austin. But aside from that, I don't want to get on a tangent about Stone Cold, but I, I was happy, man. This made me go home happy with an a overall annoying pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? 
So, the one thing I forgot to mention, you mentioned Mox. Um, on the kickoff show, Renee Young is there basically have, doing her swan song. They mentioned it, Kayla. You know, uh, she mentioned it, Kayla Braxton said at the end, you know, such a trailblazer, blah, 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 you know, all that shit. So it's cool to see that she had one last hurrah there, and it was nice to see. And I, like I said, I have not cared for her as a commentator, but like the backstage stuff and, you know, all that, I like it. Will she go to AEW next? We'll see. I don't know. There's rumors about the ESPN, you know, six-figure deal. There's rumors about Fox, like we mentioned. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But it was good to have her get a send-off. Now, <laughs> I am – I don't share the same hatred that you do for Roman characters as far as being shoved down the throat. Um, I've seen him – like turn into that and I have never really been a huge fan of his anyway even before that so um, it just kind of is what it was for me as far as how I took it Um, just basically accepting the fact that that's the guy that they want and you know certain things have happened and it hasn't worked out that way whether it be leukemia whether it be COVID Injuries, uh, suspensions due to drug testing, whatever the case may be. Um, that being said, that whole tagline, never see it coming. <laughs> I thought the ending to Drew and Randy was that, wow, was I wrong. <laughs> um and I, by no means, like, like, am I saying, like, I, you know, whatever, I agreed with it. But at the same time, this is why Drew and Randy did not close the show. Guaranteed. Yep, 100%. Um, I, I, and again, I have to give them credit because we didn't see it coming. The whole... You know, retribution thing, teasing it with both title matches, making us think something's going to happen with the title matches. Nothing. Like you at first, I didn't recognize him. I didn't know that that was Roman. All of a sudden, I see somebody come and nail it, uh, uh, Bray, and start beating the shit out of him. And then that camera pans, I'm like, holy shit, it's Roman, he's back. And then he stands up and I see the shirt. And, I, and but before that, he's like, he's pounding the shit out of Bray. I mean, he's just like boom, 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 you know, with the fist like over and over and over and over again after the spear, just fucking nailing him. And it's like, okay, and he stops, and I see his shirt. I'm like, the shirt's fucking awesome. Wreck everything and leave, or want to leave. I'm like, wow, that's not a babyface t-shirt. And then he gets out of the ring. He gets a steel chair. <clears throat> he starts beating the ever-living fuck out of Braun Strowman. Alice Stone Cold Rock from Mania 17. Over and over and over and over, but faster and more meth- more like methodical. And then just saying the shit that he was saying. You know, you're not a monster, you know, unless I'm here, whatever the case, but I don't remember what he said. I made you, blah, 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 whatever. Just beating the shit out of him. 
then gets back in the rain. Does not do the stupid Samoan. Hoo-ah. Yeah, I noticed that, which is with more indication of the heel. Yes. And then nails him with the fucking spear again. And then tell, just tells him, this is not yours. This has always been mine. You know, you're just a freak with a mask. You can't handle this. You can't do what I do. And then it just ends with him saying to holding that fucking belt up. Now, I'm with you with that universal title as far as it not meaning shit. But I'm going to say this. The fact that SmackDown now is trying to basically become their flagship show, even though Raw always, in my opinion, will be. But just because it's SmackDown, it's on Fox, national TV, live primetime, two hours every week. And they have the belt and it's blue uh, for that brand. And know, Roman's back and he's probably a fucking heel. I could see them more than ever do something to try to elevate that title to be in the same conversation. I don't think it ever will be personally for me. I don't don't think it will be for you, but I can definitely see them at least making an attempt to do it and making it an actual real attempt and making it look good rather than just saying, Oh, look, it's the universal title and on SmackDown like this. You know, it's not just, no, I'm not going to just like this because it's there. Give me a reason to fucking like it. And I'm telling you, man, I know we said this, you know, off the show. I'm thinking payback three-way. Roman wins that belt, but he doesn't pin the Fiend. He pins Braun. And, I, I, dude, I mean, like, I know, like, the whole talk, like, maybe Roman's with Retribution, blah, blah, blah. Maybe Roman's not alone, but I don't know if he's with Retribution. Like, it, it, it kind of, to me... If they're going the route of full heel with Roman Reigns, it it, it has kind of sort of a 1996 Hulk Hogan NWO like like heel turn. But, you know, instead of like Hall and Nash being there first and then he joins, you know, Hogan joins them, it's like here's Rome, Roman, like the main guy does it first. Like Hogan turned, and then a month later he won the belt, right? Roman turns, a week later he wins the belt. Could I see a couple other people? Possibly the Usos? Maybe. Eh, they've done the whole bloodline thing before, though. I don't know. I think I'd rather see the Usos stay babyface and have uh, fucking Roman destroy them, because I think it would be better. But I don't know. We'll, we'll see. There's, there's, there's a lot of possibilities. And... I give a fuck more about Roman Reigns now than I ever have. That's that, that's the main thing, and that's the good job WWE. I will applaud you. You did something right. This saved this pay per view for me. It really did. There was only two things I liked: this and Seth and Dom. But <laughs> that's very telling, bro. Well, the two main things that I loved. On this show, were Seth and Roman. <laughs> Think about that: Seth, Roman, Shield—the only two that are still there. That on this show, that's what as me, you know, whatever. And take it one step further. Granted, he's not the only thing, but he's the top guy in AEW right now. 
the third guy in the shield, Moxley. The shield are ruling the fucking wrestling world right now. They are, man. And and all separate brands, all separate, you know, you know entities. It's just it's fucking it's fucking brilliant. It's absolutely I think it's telling though because in a sense where I was saying before with Drew like taking the belt off of him giving it to Randy whatever. It's like when was the last guy that they made as the band, you know, brand new, here's your title run, whatever. It was Roman. It was, it was Seth. It was Roman. It was, it was Moxley or Ambrose, whatever. And yeah, I'm glad you keep kept the belt and I hope he keeps the belt next week. But I mean, that just shows you though, dude, they, they believe in those guys like they believe in the horsewomen, but it's okay to believe in somebody, but you also have to build others. And yes, as long as Drew keeps that belt, they are doing that. So I will give them props with that, but they've got to do more with other people too. And I, you know, the fiend character doesn't need the belt. I've said that Braun, you know, because of his size, he doesn't need the belt, but they fucked with him so much in the past and he finally has a belt. So it's like, okay, let's see that happening now, whatever. But I want Roman to have that belt right now. So what does that say? Well, <laughs> sorry, I, I talked a lot there. Tag you're it. Tell me what you think. Well, <laughs> first off, does it seem like the under like, like I feel like the fiend they're they're trying to make it into the new Undertaker, but with the, how things have been going, he's becoming almost like mankind. Yeah, I mean, like I almost feel like he's up uh, up up the LD of a uh, becoming a goofy guy. Now I, we'll see, but um. So what I wanted to talk about first, and then we'll get to Keith Lee next, but so there's been reports coming out. Now, the first report is that Roman is going to get the title off of The Fiend relatively soon. And whether that's at Payback or Clash of Champions, it sounds like everything I'm reading is Roman is getting the belt back. Now, with that being said, the... The, the original plans for Otis has came out. And this is intriguing to me. So initially, Roman was supposed to win the belt from Goldberg at, at, at WrestleMania. Roman was supposed to lose the title to King Corbin. And it sounds like it was supposed to happen in a backlash. And Otis was going to cash in immediately on, Cor- on Corbin, which would have led to Roman getting a rematch against Otis and then setting up Roman and the Fiend at SummerSlam. That's apparently how the original plans are Otis, and that's why they're in kind of a, a fucking clueless position right now with Otis because he was initially going to win the belt off of Corbin. See, I I don't know about that because that's a lot hot, a lot of hot potato in with that. Belt. It is, it is, but I, that's apparently what the fucking that's apparently what I what I was reading what the initial plan was. So I don't know, you know, take it for you know take it with a grain of salt, but that's what I read. Now, I agree with you, but I th- I, I like it because you could have Corbin finally get a belt. He loses it right away. You know, Otis wins, 
you know, Roman beats Otis, you know, and you kind of get the heel form from, from Roman because, you know, Otis is a face, obviously. And then yet you still have, you know, Corbin and Otis feuding because of everything that transpired. And then you have the Fiend and, and Roman at, at SummerSlam. Now, who would have won at SummerSlam initially? I don't know between Roman and the Fiend, but uh, that's apparently what that, that's what I read. So, like I said, take it for what it is. You know, any thoughts on that? And then we can go on to Keith Lee. What, what do you think? Yeah, just like I said, too much hot potato, and they don't usually do that nowadays. Yeah, um, it's, it's kind of moved away from that, and I like that they've moved away from that because I'm not a fan of that. I mean, I do like, like, so if, if that was, if, if Otis was not supposed to actually win the Money in the Bank, and like they gave it to Corbin, and then you know Corbin cashed in on Roman, you know, I think I'd like that better. And then you know Roman winning it back from Corbin and whatever, but. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Other than that, we'll see what happens, man. I'm I'm really, I'm just really happy to see what I saw last night from from Roman, and I, I'm I'm more looking forward to SmackDown on Friday than I am Raw tonight. That's for sure. So they announced Keith Lee coming to to Raw. Oh wait, before you say that one last yeah. thing, the only the only thing that I loathed during that entire segment was Michael Cole at the end saying the big dog is back. I'm like, please stop calling him. Yeah, no, he's he's not the big dog anymore. And also, don't he's, say that because that's a face move. Right, like he's he's not the big dog. He's the Rottweiler. He's gonna eat you. <laughs> don't even call him that. Just call him Roman fucking Reigns. Jesus Christ. But um, yeah, man. Anyway, you know, I I don't like when. Here's the thing. I don't like when WWE announces signing guys, guys switching brands. Like I was aggravated when they announced that they signed Killer Cross and and, and Timothy Timothy Thatcher. I was like, come on, surprise people, man! Like I know we'll find out anyway through you know spoilers and you know you know all that shit, the dirt sheets. But come on, when you announce it, it's just like dumb. And now they announced Keith Lee coming to Raw. I got problems with this man all so much because my first thing that aggravates me is, is like, okay. So Keith Lee has spent all this time as being like basically, you know, the face of NXT now for a little while. And also like probably the most popular guy in NXT outside of Cole. And now he's just leaving without really saying goodbye or thanking them or, you know, not that he even has to do that, but I just feel like he's leaving NXT so suddenly and it's just like okay like whoa he doesn't even get to say goodbye to mia like it was just a weird decision to have him just come right to the main roster also with the fact that there's a draft in two months so i'm like okay you could have just drafted him the raw like that would have made sense but i get it there's nothing for him to do now with cross having the belt and i'm assuming I could be wrong here that they that cross is maybe healthy enough to as to why they went ahead and did this, because I could see if cross was going to miss three or four months, they might have kept Lee in NXT. I could be wrong, but that's what I get a little bit out of this. But with this being said, it makes sense for him to be in the main roster. I would have preferred him on SmackDown, but I get it. You don't want to have him there right now with, with Roman and the fiend and styles, you know, three of your biggest stars. I get it. And you want to lead establish himself as a, as you know, kind of a face of a brand. 
I don't anticipate him being, you know, Matt Riddle. I expect him to be more significant. And um, I get it. I just, I wish they would have made a surprise out of it. Um, I, I don't know how he's going to debut tonight. I, I have a strange feeling. I told you this, that he's going to debut during Alistair Black's interview on, on Kevin Owens show. I, I could be wrong, uh, but I just have this feeling that he's in debut there and he's going to fucking get in something with Alistair Black. Or another scenario is, um, Maybe he comes out and does an interview or something and the her business come out. Um, that's a possibility. Uh, one thing about tonight real quick, I want to tell you, and you can, you can include this in, in your, uh, your, your take. They announced um, a arm wrestling match tonight for some, I don't know why they do this, but Apollo Cruz versus Bobby Lashley in an arm wrestling match. That's not the, that's not the entertaining part about this. They, the, the entertaining part is the referee is Mark Henry. Interesting. Yes. So, what is your take on all this? Well, I just saw that they already announced their first match for Payback, too. What is it? Apollo Crews versus Bobby Lashley for the U.S. title. (laughs) Of course. You know how you see and I just see this about Henry being there. Uh, You know how you just said you hate how they announce, you know, signings and whatnot? I hate how they announce matches like that. I, I just, I mean, I get they're trying to use social media for people to get into it, blah, 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 whatever. But at the end of the day, your bread and butter is your TV show. You you want people to watch your TV show. You want people to watch your pay-per-views. Announce what's going to happen at those shows on your shows. Like maybe for like the, the wrestling match thing, okay, you know, you want to get people to tune in. So you got to give them a little bit of a tease, whatever. But if you have no matches announced for this pay-per-view yet, why are you doing it on social media? You have a TV show tonight. Announce it tonight while people are watching. You know? I, I, I don't fucking get it. Um, the Henry thing's interesting. I mean, I don't know. Maybe we'll maybe we'll see some sort of continuity with this whole Hurt business. Maybe another person will uh, join... I don't know. Oh, it's Vincent Man's birthday today. He's 75. How about that? Um, yeah, the Keith Lee thing, I don't know. We'll see if it, it might be uh, it might be against um, Alistair. I don't know. We'll see. Well, did you did you see the other report now? <laughs> there's, there's more reports coming out now, too. Another one says that um, he, uh, McMahon has significant plans for Keith Lee and he's going to debut tonight and establish himself as the top face on Raw and that he eventually the plan is currently for him to turn heel at some point and go after the WWE Championship which if that's the case Drew's keeping that belt for a while yeah I mean, I'm I'm good with Drew keeping the belt, but uh, I don't like Keith Lee as a as a heel though. If Keith Lee was going to be a heel, he should have gone to SmackDown. Because uh, that's just—I mean, I get why because of Roman, but whatever. Um, hey, speaking of Roman, <laughs> so the teeth thing, right? So I guess Randy Orton tweeted a picture of Brian the dog from Family Guy, and like he's smiling and like. 
one of those tooth is like really like shiny and he's like it's roman reigns or whatever so roman responded i said hey at randy if i was you i'd be talking about me too because nobody's talking about you oh, i saw hashtag you... get your numbers up yeah yeah i saw that i saw that that, that, that was pretty funny uh, that is pretty funny man oh man that's yeah that was funny i like that um yeah, man, I don't know. I don't know. I, we'll, we'll see what they do with Lee tonight. Um, we'll see what happens. We'll we'll probably be here, <laughs> excuse me, after Raw tonight doing the show. Um, one other thing I wanted to talk about in regards to this show, like a SummerSlam. So this whole Fiend, Braun, and Bray thing, right? You know, I talk about these wrestling groups that I'm – a part of on Facebook or whatever. So one of the admins from one of them is a huge Bray Wyatt fiend character, Mark, right? Like he even changed, I don't know, how many of you going to say that? Cause that'll give it away. Uh, he's just, he's just a Mark for the fiend. Like he, he could, the character could do no wrong in his eyes, whatever. And, and anytime something bad happens, like when he lost the belt to Goldberg, he was so pissed and you know, all this other shit, whatever. So immediately everybody's like, like we are assuming, okay, Roman's a, a, a heel now. He goes, oh, I'm so glad Roman Reigns is back because SmackDown doesn't have a top babyface. And I'm like, um, does a babyface do what Roman did? And he responds with, oh, I mean, no, right? I mean, you come out there, you got the shirt, you're beating everybody up, you're saying what you're saying. I mean, it's... It's a heel or, or a tweener, at least. That's definitely not a baby face. So, yeah. um, as far as I'm concerned, you know, I, and again, I, I get it. People get attached to characters. I do that too, you know, whatever the case may be. But, like, you got to look at it from what they're um, trying to, to portray or present to us for what they want to portray. And to me, that is Fiend's the face, Ron's the heel. And Roman is a tweener. So um, that's all I got about that. I, something else came up that I want to read real quick, which is kind of in, interesting um, to me here. Uh, I just want to bring it up real quick. So Moxley, I guess, did an interview with Meltzer where he talked about a bunch of stuff. Um, They're talking about what his thoughts were on Thunderdome. Uh, and he noted that uh, he doesn't think having the concept inside of a bigger arena with fans appearing virtually will solve its problems instead of it all comes down to Vince McMahon being in charge. Uh, basically, he said, yeah, then, I mean, we know what their problem is. It's the it's one person, three letters, VKM. That's the problem. Until he's gone, uh, it or gone it or relinquishes control it's just not going to change when i watch the show like during the pandemic era when i watched the show oh you see them before especially during the pandemic era i'm just like oh thank god i'm not there jesus christ like that would be what i'd be doing on the show right now uh there's a bunch of shit he's like a long paragraph but yeah like the direct quote was john moxley thunderdome isn't going to fix wd's problems it's vincent man that's the problem so quite interesting and 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 you know he's not wrong <laughs> he's not wrong at all 
So I um I, I was trying to find something about whether Karrion Cross's injury. Um, oh yeah. I can't find anything, but he did say, I guess, last night that it's definitely separated. He's not going to beat around the bush, but he doesn't think he'll be out for a long period of time. He said, he, I guess he joked also that if anybody tries to come take this bell from me on uh, impromptu matches, uh, impromptu match will start. So uh, he seems uh. like he's, you know, it, it's not, it must not be as serious. I mean, I'm sure it's serious, but it's not. It doesn't feel like it's as serious as past injuries where there was a lot of doubt, you know, like almost like relinquishing the title immediately type of thing was being discussed. So I, I, I I'm not. We'll see. He's get, he's supposed to get the uh, MRI today. So okay, well, we'll we'll see how that goes. Uh, I'm trying to think um, of anything. Is there anything else you got? I, I have one more thing, but if you got anything else. I'm just looking here. I see this pretty cool shirt. It's an old school WWF logo on it. Uh, and it, it said, you know, on the top and then on the bottom. And it, it's got pictures, like cartoonish uh, pictures of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. The last, I guess it would have been seven WWF world champions before the, the Eagle belt went away. Okay. And it's got Hogan on the bottom. And then Savage, then Flair, then Undertaker, then Brett, then Sean, then Austin. That's pretty cool looking. I'll send you a pic if you want to see it. It's pretty cool. Yeah, send me a picture. Um, yeah, I like that. But anyway, yeah. Other than that, no, I, I ain't got nothing. I just want to. I just want to bring this up real quick about retribution. Obviously, I'm like fixated on this fucking thing. Um, you know, because I'm sitting there like thinking to myself, like, now what? You know, but I, I'm gonna throw something out or to you, and this isn't what I talked to you on the phone about, but. Just, I'm just curious your opinion of this because I, f- I still feel like I agree with you. I don't think a reveal is happening anytime soon, and I think it needs to be somebody of 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 substance, uh, somebody that's gonna you know, be like an oh shit moment. Do you think there's any possibility this is Phil Brooks is behind us? So Jay, yeah, I gotta ask you. But in all fairness, I I know I kind of started to say, but. Is there any, any likelihood here that Phil Brooks is behind this? You know, honestly, like, if he were to come back, it'd have to be something that is creative enough in his mind and his eyes that he could see himself doing that would make sense. That being said, I think that... Um, I, I think that to, to him, I don't know if this is creative enough for it to be, you know, the, the catalyst for him to come back. Um, I'm sure in their minds they think that, you know, it is. <laughs> so if they were to, you know, say, hey, we want to bring you back, you could be the leader of this group, you know, that'd be their pitch to him. Um Honestly, though, when it comes down to it, I don't think he'd. I don't think he'd do it. I don't think he'd want to do it. If this was maybe 2012, 2011, maybe. Um, but now, after everything that happened and all the years that have passed, I don't. I don't think so. Like if he, if he's gonna come back, it's gonna be in a storyline that just involves him 
not really anybody else, not any groups or anything. And he'll get his mania main event. And then I think he would be done. So if you but, if you throw you on just in the blood infested shark water here, who do you right now, as of this second, who do you see being the leader of retribution? Honestly. Right this second. Honestly, I hope it's nobody. <laughs> I hope the angle dies on, on the vine because I don't want, I don't really care. Um, other than that though, like if you actually want a, a name, um, <sighs> there's not really anybody that I want to see, but if, if you're, if we're going by based off of just what we've seen so far, it's probably going to be the Miz. Um, you know, he, he isn't like a big enough name like you say, per se. But as far as just being able to take that storyline and make it his his own, yeah. He's got he's got the mic skills to do that. He's he's got the the gift of gab to get the people behind not necessarily behind him on it, but he, he's got he's got the gift of gab to make people care about it in one way, shape or form. Agreed. So, I think as of right now, that's where they're going with. I don't think Ciampa was ever in the conversation. And the only reason I say that is because he has said over and over again he would retire if he went to the main roster. And, yeah, I get it, you know, because of the pandemic. But what happens when the pandemic is over? Does he go back to NXT? I mean, it wouldn't make sense. So, um. And I think a lot of the Champa stuff got steamed because of the Randy Orton Twitter feud. And, yep, and then the uh, and then his blackout Twitter and all that stuff. Yep, him and Dijakovic both you know doing that. So <clears throat> I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I I'm kind of going with you on, on 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 it being the Miz right now, which I'm not exactly thrilled about. But it just I just that's where I see this this going. Yeah, I mean, I, I like I said, I hope I'm wrong and. I hope they just drop it and it dies on the vine, but we'll see. But um, that's all I got. Um, yeah, man. Uh, we'll probably be hopefully be back tonight for Raw, if not tomorrow for sure. So, um, chances are I'm I'm good to do one if you are. So I yeah, mean, we so got... we'll, then then we'll we'll more than likely do one. But um, yeah, we'll be watching live, so it'll be good. Cool. Well, uh, thank you for for listening as always. Like, share, comment hate whatever you want to do it's a free country feel free but hopefully you like it and uh, we'll be back with you later all right guys we'll talk to you soon have a good one bye bye bye